Water back on in Iqaluit, another deadly year in Toronto's shelters, New York City giving bus tickets to migrants, some are heading for Canada, and a Kenyan court greenlights a lawsuit against Meta. Good morning. It's Tuesday, February 7th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. We start this morning in Iqaluit. Water has been restored for the second time in three days in the city, reports David Lockhead from Nunatsiak News. On Monday, a waterline break caused a sewer backup in the Legislative Assembly, and the water was shut off. The city called for precautionary boil water notice for the rest of the day for both truck and water service customers. On Saturday, water was also shut down due to leaking water pipe and a broken water valve. At least 6 million litres of water were lost in the incidents, Lockhead reports, quoting Kent Driscoll from the city. Temperatures in Iqaluit this weekend had plunged below minus 40 with the wind chill. Driscoll blames the leaking pipes on a lack of proper water infrastructure in Iqaluit. The city is currently upgrading its water infrastructure with money from the federal government. Iqaluit has been struggling with their water supply for years now. Back in October 2021, the city had to shut off its water for nearly two months after hydrocarbons were found in the city's water via the water treatment plant. And now to Toronto, where new data shows that 110 people died in 2022 while staying in shelters there. This was the second time in two years that the number surpassed 100. The gender breakdown of the deaths was 81 men and 29 women, with an average age of 51. This number doesn't include an additional 92 unhoused people who died, but who were not using shelter services. This news was reported by CP24's Joanna Lavoie. Lavoie talks to Lisa Leblanc, a shelter user of eight years, who was frustrated and saddened by the news. Lavoie reports, quote, Leblanc said that while the best solution is to get people good, affordable housing with supports, treating unhoused people with more kindness, empathy, and understanding would go a long way. A majority of these deaths were blamed on toxic drug poisoning, which Leblanc says many people use to cope with untreated mental illness or trauma. When the city's Shelter Support and Housing Administration Division started collecting the data in 2007, there were 24 deaths recorded in Toronto shelters. Since then, that number has increased by more than four times. Now to national news. The New York Post, I know, hardly an upstanding example of a newspaper, but still, hear me out. The New York Post is reporting that members of the National Guard have been giving bus tickets to people at the Port Authority bus terminal, hoping to claim refugee status in Canada. The story has been picked up by French media, and my source is specifically the QMI agency via the Journal de Québec. Someone in the mayor's office confirmed that they do give out bus tickets to migrants to various cities, but they're only inside the United States. Some people decide to go to Plattsburgh and then take the taxi up to Roxham Road, where they are able to cross the border by foot. That is a 37 to 40 minute drive. Earlier this month, Fritznel Richard was found dead near Roxham Road. He was trying to get back into the U.S. to see his family. I feel like part of this podcast is going to be saying over and over and over again how much the borders cause harm to people. And here's yet another example. 
if the cities were so willing to ignore the fact that people heading to Plattsburgh were trying to leave the country and go to another to claim refugee status, one where you can't actually do that because of the safe third country agreement, it certainly calls into question the legitimacy of the borders at all. And finally, good news out of Kenya yesterday for anyone who's working as a content moderator for a large multinational social media company. A judge has ruled that Meta, the company that owns Facebook, can be sued in that country. Meta has been named in a case brought against them by Daniel Motung. He has worked for Meta in a subcontractor arrangement with Samasource Kenya EPZ Limited. He's seeking damages for harm caused to him while he was working there for six months and for being forced to work additional hours rather than them hiring more staff. Business Daily Africa is reporting that Motung, quote, filed the case last year, claiming that he and his colleagues suffered psychological injuries from repeated exposure to extremely disturbing, graphic, violent content coupled with a toxic working environment. Meta argued that because it doesn't have a headquarters in Kenya, nor does it trade there, it should be struck from his lawsuit. It also argued that Motong failed to tell the court that he signed a non-disclosure agreement when he worked with them as a moderator. This should have barred him from giving evidence against Meta in court, Meta argued. The judge was not satisfied with that argument. This is an important case because around the world, there are low-paid content administrators who are being subjected to the most horrifying videos and other digital content with very little recourse to protect their rights. So. We should be watching this one carefully. Now, just before I sign off, I do want to, of course, mention the latest in Turkey and Syria. The idea behind the daily headlines is that I give you news that you wouldn't otherwise hear. And of course, the earthquake news from Turkey and Syria are big enough news that, of course, I'm sure you're following along. But in case you haven't seen today's updates, CNN is reporting that more than 5,000 people have been killed. I'm sure you've seen the videos, and it's not probably too surprising when entire apartment buildings collapse to the ground. Tens of thousands have been injured, and thousands of buildings collapsed. The regions have been struck by more than 100 aftershocks. This earthquake is one of the strongest to hit the region in more than 100 years. That's it for me. It is Tuesday, February 7th. It is Sandy and Nora Day, so watch out for that episode to come in a couple of hours, and I hope you have a good Tuesday.